You are listening to the Grace Capital Church Podcast, broadcasting from our Pittsfield campus. Healthy roots bring healthy fruits. So that's what we're going to talk about as we go along today. Now, a few years ago, I think three or four years ago, I decided that I was going to start running. And uh, so I took up running as a kind of a hobby, as a way to, to get myself in good shape and to be able to uh, be healthy. And so um, one of my goals, because I do much better if I have a goal. So one of my goals was to run half marathons. And so as I, as I started running, I set that goal. I was going to run a half marathon. And, of course, the, the very first thing as you start running and start getting in shape, what does your body say? Your body says, no, don't do this. But my mind, I had to train my mind to say yes. I had to, I had to say yes to running. I had to say yes that we can do this because my mind knows of, of what's coming. And my mind knows that I've got to prepare for it, that I, I train. And, and once I'm out there running that race, that I've been trained. I've, I've trained up for it. I've been eating properly. I've been nourishing myself. My weight is at a good place. And all the training that I've, I've done in my body has transformed my mind so that my mind can say yes to this half marathon. My mind says, yes, you can do it. It's not easy. My body, as I'm passing through that eighth or ninth or tenth mile, my body might be screaming at me to say, no, you can't do this. You can't go any further. But my mind has been transformed and, and rewired and, and re-encouraged that, yes, you can do this. You can move forward if, in it. But what if? What if, what if I decided that I wanted to run and, and I signed up and I, I ran a half marathon and you know, the, the 13.1 miles, I was, I was ready for it, and I was going to run it. But then I decided, I really don't need to train. I really don't need to practice. I really don't need to run and work my way up to it. What if I procrastinated and said, oh, I'll start running next week. Next week, I'll start running. And I kept eating junk food and things like that, and, and, and I really just didn't take care of myself. I really didn't prepare myself. What if I had done that? What would my mind say when my body says no? My mind would probably say no also. My mind would say, yep, body, I think you're right. We can't do this. But no, no, I've, I've been retrained, though. I've trained my mind, and, and I've, I've uh, trans, transformed my mind to know that my body is ready, that I've been prepared so that my mind can get me through that half marathon, even when my body is ready to, to stop and be done. I've been reeducated. I've been renewed in my mind. I've transformed my mind from the mind of a non-runner to the mind of a runner because I chose, I took the, made the choice that that's what I was going to do for this period of time, that I was going to be able to run those half marathons. Now, Pastor Richie, on the other hand, he's a natural. He just runs and runs and runs. He's awesome. Now, Richie and I both uh, enjoy running, and we kind of challenge each other sometimes. So I'm, even after I've fed my body and I've taken care of my body, it's, it's my mind that I have to train. But, you know, we, we all take care of our bodies pretty well. We all feed ourselves pretty well, right? I don't think any of us in here can say that we don't really feed ourselves well. We're Americans, for goodness sake, right? We eat. That's what we do. We eat when we're happy. We eat when we're sad. We eat when we're discouraged. We eat when we're depressed. We eat when we're encouraged. We eat when we're celebrating. I don't know if there's any kind of an event or life uh, occurrence that happens that we don't Ah, that's a good thing to eat for. I think I'll eat then. We have to admit that we don't fail at feeding our bodies, right? We don't. It's, it's, it's not just our bodies, though, that we need to feed. We need to take care of more than just our bodies. Just like when I was training for that half marathon, it wasn't just my body that needed to be trained. 
But my mind, I needed to feed my mind. Have you ever thought about the fact that we also, we need to feed our spirit? We need to feed the spirit, the Holy Spirit that's in us. After all, it's not about the flesh. God sees us in spirit. Remember last week we talked about all the scriptures that told us that God sees us in the spirit. He doesn't see us as the old flesh. We're in the spirit. So we need to feed that spirit. We need to feed and nourish so that we can grow stronger roots deep in the soil and be healthy. So why is it that we're so good at feeding our bodies? Maybe a little bit too good for most of us. But we're so deficient sometimes at feeding our spirit. So many times we don't feed our spirit. We, we feed the flesh, but we don't feed the spirit. Why is it that way? Why is it that way? I think a lot of it goes back to some of the, the scriptures and some of the things that we've read throughout this root series about where we choose to plant those roots. Where do we choose to plant those? And today we're going to look in the book of Galatians. Galatians 6, 8. And let's find that here. Galatians 6, 8. If you have your Bibles, you get a thumbs up this morning. If you don't, I'll give you a thumbs up anyway. But I want to encourage you to bring your Bibles. And, and I love to hear pages turning. And it's really, there's something really uh, special, I think, about being in the Word and turning the pages and seeing the Word right before our eyes. You know, we, we put it on the screen there for you, but it's really, really cool to just be able to, to see it on your Bible or to see it on your phone if you have a smartphone and you can get a decent reception in here. To do that. So Galatians 6, verse 8. For the one who sows to his own flesh will from the flesh reap corruption, but the one who sows to the Spirit will from the Spirit reap eternal life. So once again, we're talking about that choice of sowing to the Spirit or sowing to the flesh. Remember way back when we first started this root series, the very first week, back in the, the uh, first week of January, and we read from Jeremiah in, in chapter 17. And, it's really the same theme. We read, Thus saith the Lord, Cursed is the man who trusts in man and makes flesh his strength, whose heart turns away from the Lord. He is like a shrub in the desert and shall not see any good come. He shall dwell in the parched places of the wilderness in an uninhabited salt land. But blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose trust is the, is the Lord. He is like a tree planted by water that sends out its roots by the stream and does not fear when heat comes, for its leaves remain green. And it's not anxious in the year of drought, for it does not cease to bear fruit. See, it's very similar wording there. It's very similar wording about our choice of where we want to plant the roots. What roots do we want to feed? What roots do we want to be nourished? Roots of the flesh or roots to the spirit? So why, why is there so much talk about this? Why have, it seems like every scripture that we've looked at throughout this series has talked about where are we going to plant the roots that we plant? Where are we going to... Uh, plant ourselves. Where are we going to trust? Are we going to trust in the Lord and the Holy Spirit? Are we going to trust in flesh? It's really those choices that we get. So I think maybe since we've, we've found so much scripture about this and we've talked about this so much that maybe this, maybe it is one of the great lessons in life for us. Maybe it's one of the great truths in life. Maybe it's one of the keys of life. It's the decision that we have of choosing where we're going to sow, where we're going to plant our roots in flesh or in spirit. Notice in Galatians in 6, 8, the, the scripture that I just read, that it talks about sowing to his own flesh. Sowing to his own flesh. That's because the Apostle Paul, when he wrote this, he knew that uh, we could, when we sow to our flesh, that it's even so inward, it's so selfish that we sow to our own flesh. We don't even sow to someone else's flesh. We sow to our own, own flesh. 
because we want things done our way, because we trust in ourselves. But then it refers to the Spirit and sowing in the Spirit. And notice it doesn't say our own. No, it's the Spirit of God. It's the Spirit of the living God that we can sow to, that we can nourish. It's not our own. If we sow to our own flesh, then we're going to reap corruption. What is corruption? Corruption is, is that which would burn, that which would rot. There's things that are temporary, the things that aren't eternal, the things that are going to go away at the end of this age, or maybe even sooner, corruption. But sowing to the Spirit, sowing to the Spirit is completely different because the Spirit gives life. The, 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 the very nature of God's Holy Spirit is, gives life. It's a life-giving Spirit. There's nothing it can do. This very nature is, is, is it gives life, the Holy Spirit. And so when we feed that, when we nourish that, Life flows, everlasting life. So this is it's really just the opposite. It's just the antithesis of corruption. It's life, giving life instead of corruption. So I found it fascinating that as we've gone through this series on roots, and we've talked so much about these things, about sowing to, to the flesh or sowing to the spirit, that so much of it is predicated on the choice that God has given us to make, the choice that we need to make of where we're going to sow those roots. Are we going to sow to the flesh? Or are we going to sow to the Spirit? The choice of whether we, we try to keep those roots that need to be exposed or hidden. Are we going to bring those to the light and put them, sow them to the Spirit? Or are we going to keep them in the flesh? So maybe, maybe just maybe the lesson from this is that it's really more about the quality of the sowing than the quality of the seed. Maybe it's more about the choice we make of where to sow than the quality of the seed that we're sowing, the gifts and the talents that God has entrusted to us. The harvest, it's more about sowing than it is about seed. The harvest is about how we sow, where we sow. We have seed. We have, you know, I kind of compare the seed to the gifts that we have, the gifts that God has given us. We all have gifts. We all have talents. We all do certain things well, some things better than others. But what if the fruit of the harvest depends more on the sowing than those gifts that we actually have. Then it wouldn't matter if our talents weren't as good as the other guys. It wouldn't matter if we weren't as good a musician as the other guy. Because it's all about the sowing. It's about where we choose to sow those seed, the seed that God has given us, the gifts and the talents that God has given us. As we sow that in the, in the spirit, then we can reap a good harvest, a fruitful harvest, because we choose to sow to the spirit. And that can make all the difference in the world. It can make all the difference in the world, in our lives, the fruit of our lives, the joy, the patience, the long-suffering, the things that come from that good sowing, the good nourishment that we give those roots. So the fruit of a harvest is plentiful when we sow to the Spirit. It's more about sowing than it is about the seed. And I think that's what the Scripture is teaching us. I think the scripture is teaching us that really we need to be more concerned with what we sow and how we sow it, where we sow it, than to see the gifts that God has given us, the talents he's given us. Because once we do that, once we, we see that and know that, then we can sow to the Spirit and we'll see great fruit. We'll see great result, regardless of what that seed looked like. So how do we ensure then that we keep sowing in the right place and that we keep sowing quality into our lives and into the Spirit? Or the deeper question may be, after we make the choice to sow to the Spirit, 
how are we going to nourish that? How do we nourish that? Because, like I said, I'm not a farmer, I'm not a gardener, but I do know that you can't just throw a seed in soil or a, a, a sapling in soil and expect it to be healthy. The seed needs to have nutrients. It needs to have sunshine. All of these things together make the plant flourish. It's not just dirt and water, or it's not just dirt. It's all these things that the, the, the seed, the plant needs in order to grow. So for us, how does that translate? Well, well, we talked about it earlier. We're all very good about feeding ourselves, our bodies, right? We feed ourselves physically. We need nourishment. It's a good thing. We do. We need nourishment. We need vitamins. We need protein. We need fat in our diet. We need calories. We need all of those things. But what about our spirit? How do we feed our spirit? Or do we even feed our spirit? Do we even, are we even conscious of the fact that we need to feed our spirits? Because feeding flows into reaping. Feeding flows into reaping. And, and whatsoever a man sows, that's what he's going to reap. That's in Galatians chapter 6, just before this verse. Whatever a man sows, he's going to reap. So what are we sowing into our spirit? What does that even mean? What are we putting into our minds? What things are we allowing into us that sows to our spirit? Or does everything that we allow into us sow to our flesh? Entertainment, video games, movies, music, those things that we sow in our mind, those things that we let into our, our, our consciousness, our body. Or do we sow to the spirit, the word of God, praises to God, worship God? These things feed the spirit. The spirit then creates life, right? It's what the scripture tells us. The spirit creates life. Life everlasting as we feed and nourish those, that spirit with the word of God, with praise and worship and the good things. And, and I'm not saying that, that we only need to watch Kirk Cameron movies or we only li- need to listen to Stephen Curtis Chapman. Believe me, I'm not saying that those are the only things we need to do. But think about it. Think about all of the stimulation that we allow into our minds and our hearts our eyes, our ears, throughout a week. And then what proportion of that feeds our spirit? And what proportion of that feeds our flesh? That's something that we need to make a conscious effort, a conscious thought in our minds as we feed the spirit inside of us. What would it look like if we fed our body like we fed our spirit? Or just the opposite of that is what would it look like if we fed our spirit like we fed our bodies? We can. We can spend time feeding ourselves from the Spirit, though, from God's Word. I mean, there's, there's so much. God's Word is so rich. In Psalm 119, the psalmist, David, verses 9 through 16, says, How can a young man keep his way pure? How can I, how can I nourish my, the Spirit within me? By guarding it according to your Word. With my whole heart I seek you. Let me not wander from your commandments. I have stored up your word in my heart. Knowing God's word in our heart feeds our spirit, feeds the spirit within us. I've stored up your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Blessed are you, O Lord. Teach me your statutes. With my lips, I declare all the rules of your mouth. In the ways of your testimonies, I delight as much as in all riches. I will meditate on your precepts and fix my eyes on your ways. I will delight in your statutes. I will not forget your word. Feeding the spirit. Feeding the spirit. 
knowing God's word, knowing his statutes, knowing his precepts, having them inside us as we feed the spirit. And what does that produce? Great fruit, fruit of everlasting life. We can also feed our spirit with good things. In Philippians 4 verse 8, it says, Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Feed yourself with these things. What would, the, what would our lives look like if we took this first and we said, oh, this is honorable. I'm going to think about this. I'm going to immerse myself in this. This is just. This is pure. I'm going to invest time in this. I'm going to sow into this. This is lovely. It's commendable. It's excellent. These are the things I'm going to choose to do. What if, what if our lives reflected that? How different How different, what a difference we could make as a congregation as we fed our spirits with these things, as we fed our spirit with God's word and these things that God's word tells us are good and right and just and pure. We need to fill ourselves with these things. It's good to be full. We know that after we eat a good meal, it's good to be full, right? But we also know that that's not the last meal we're ever going to eat. We're going to have to eat again, right? We'll eat again tomorrow, no matter how full we get. Sometimes maybe we should take a day off, but we don't. We eat again tomorrow. And that's the way we need to feed our spirit too. We need to be in God's word daily. We need to feed ourselves today from God's word, but we need to feed ourselves tomorrow from God's word. And then Tuesday, we need to feed ourselves from God's word. Every day, we need to feed ourselves from his word, storing up his word in our heart, like the psalmist says, knowing his statutes, knowing his precepts. Because the fruit of that, remember, remember the fruit, remember the, 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 the goal, the fruit of that, everlasting life, everlasting life. Just like our bellies get hungry over and over, our spirit gets hungry and needs to be filled over and over. Ephesians 5 and 8 says, do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit. Be filled with the Spirit. And when, when uh, the Apostle Paul wrote this, the, the verb usage he used was to be continually filled. Be being filled continuously, constantly filling ourselves with the Spirit as we sow those roots and that nourishment into the Spirit. Our bodies get hungry every day, and our spirits do too. Our spirits are hungry every day. So what are we feeding ourselves? Do we feed the spirit like we feed our body? Do we feed the spirit like we, speak, like we feed this, the flesh? What if we did? What if we did? Life everlasting. So I spoke earlier about how fascinated I was with this series and the fact that it, it speaks so much to the choice, the very basic choice God gives us of sowing to the flesh or sowing to the spirit. To go a step further then, you know, laying these roots is, is a choice we get to make. The roots then that have been laid in the past, those roots that maybe someone laid for us or those things that, that happened to us that created roots that maybe not be in the best place, that maybe are, aren't in the best soil, that may be producing bad fruit, those roots, then we can replant those too. God will, will replant those in our lives. He'll transplant those. He can reroot those. And sow those in the spirit. Because remember, we aren't a victim of the roots that have been sown in our past. We're not. Remember last week we talked about it. We talked about God says the old is gone. 
the new has come. We're a new creation in Christ because of what Christ has done. We're a new creation. 2 Corinthians 5, 17 says that. It says God restores us. He builds us up. He reroots us and he plants us where the streams of living water can nourish us and we can grow everlasting fruit through that. In Revelation 21, God says, Behold, I'm making all things new. He's making all things new. We're part of all things. He's making us new, a new creation. A new creation. He's made that. But so the, the problem then isn't that God isn't following through on that, isn't that God is not faithful to that. If we're not a new creation, if we feel like we're not a new creation, the problem lies within us. The problem may lie within our minds, in our hearts. As we look at Romans 12 and verse 2, the Apostle Paul tells us to be renewed, to be transformed. Romans 12, verse 2. Do not be conformed to this world, the flesh. Don't be conformed to the flesh, to this world. But be transformed by the renewal of your mind. That by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Those things that we talked about a few minutes ago from the book of Ephesians. As we... Transform our mind. Renew our mind. Transforming ourselves by renewing our minds. Sowing to the spirit, not to the flesh. Dwelling on those things that are good and pure and righteous and excellent. So that's today's challenge. That's where we need to be challenged today. It's really the same challenge we've had throughout this entire series. Really, it's, a, it's, it's the same challenge we've had since we've been born, since we've been alive. Where will we plant our roots? How will we nourish our roots? God is faithful. He'll give us all we need to plant our roots by the streams of living water. He gives us what we need to do that. And he'll give us what we need to, to renew our minds. But he asks us, where do you want your plants, your roots to be planted? Where are you going to sow those roots? By the streams of living water or are you going to sow those in the flesh? What things are you going to dwell on? Are you going to be in my word? Are, you going to, are my statutes going to be a part of you? Deep in your heart, the precepts that I've taught you through my word, are you going to get those? Are you going to let those seep into your mind and your heart, your spirit and your soul? Rooting ourselves in Christ. Feeding the spirit, not the flesh. And we see good fruit. Healthy fruit. Abundant fruit. So what does the fruit look like? What does the fruit look like? Think about it. What's the fruit of an apple tree? What's the fruit of an apple tree? An apple? I don't know. I think that's part of the fruit of an apple tree because we get to enjoy that. But really think about it. The fruit of an apple tree is an apple orchard. Because the seed that comes up in those apples get transplanted in a new orchard. is birthed through that. The fruit of a healthy disciple then. The fruit of you and me as we follow Jesus. What does that look like? The fruit of healthy disciples must be healthy disciples. Right? Rooting themselves by the river. Growing deep, growing strong. Feeding the spirit. And reaping the fruit of new disciples. The fruit of new disciples. Life everlasting. 
It's not about us. It's about God's kingdom. It's, it's about creating a new orchard and, and spreading a new orchard. Disciples, making disciples. We've covered a lot in this series, looking at where we want to plant our roots and looking at those roots that we need to expose and transplant and, and then looking at how God reroots us and he gives us this new identity. And today we talked about nourishment, nourishing and nurturing those newly transplanted roots. Because I can promise you God's word is true and faithful. And he says that you will reap everlasting life as we nourish those roots in the spirit, not in the flesh. And so now this, this root series ends. And like I said at the beginning, it's not going to end with a period. It's going to end with a comma. Because that process of, of being rerooted, it isn't a one-day thing. It's not a one-month thing even. Think about the growing season. It's, you, don't, you don't plop the seed in the ground and boom, there you go. No, it takes time. It takes nourishment. It takes sunshine. It takes water. It takes all those good things that the seed soaks in, and then it grows. It's a lifetime thing. We expose roots. We repent to God, and we're forgiven. We confess our sins one to another, and we find healing. We discover this new identity that God has given us, and, and we learn to trust Him with it. We learn to trust Him with this identity, learning that it's true, that we are new creations. We have Christ in us, the Holy Spirit of the living God in us. We're part of God's family. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. It's a process, and we're beginning it. Some of us are further along than others. Some of us are brand new beginning it, and that's okay. I want you to know that it's a process, and and just like the the seeds that grow and the, the seeds that plant roots, that's what we're doing. And as the roots go deeper, and they get healthier, we see better fruit and more fruit. But it's all about the sowing. It's more about the sowing than it is about the seed. We're beginning, and we're going to continue for a lifetime. And He transplants those roots. He gives us beauty, beauty out of the ashes, and gladness instead of mourning. Calling us mighty oaks of righteousness. Mighty, you're a mighty oak of righteousness. Rooted and grounded in Him. And you know why? So that He can be glorified. So that God can be glorified through our lives and through the fruit of our lives. Thank you for listening to the Grace Capital Church Podcast. If you'd like to know more about this podcast and the mission that we have in New England, or if this podcast has been a blessing to you and you would like to support this ministry financially, please visit us online at gccnh.com 